Hey everyone, it's Lindsay and Krista. Welcome to Almost 30. Hi, so glad you're here. Hope all is well. Hope all is well. Do you want to know how connected Krista and I are? Oh my God, hilarious. Last night. I mean, do you talk about Monday? Monday, I walked into work wearing, we were wearing the same thing. Okay, that, yeah, number one. Wearing the same exact outfit, which was our We Are Not Alone sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. So apparel. But we have like five different pieces to choose from and we chose the same one. We normally dress in the same colors anytime we have to like be somewhere. Yes. (laughs) So there's that monotone connection. And then... You know, we haven't been going out really, Mm-mm. but Russians, restaurants are open in LA and it's nice every once in a while to go out, even though we have to, you know, wear a mask. But went out to dinner with Sean and his friend. Halfway through dinner, Sean's like, Is that Krista? And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> of, all, of all the restaurants. Abby goes, Is that Lindsay? We were literally like two tables away from each other at the same exact restaurant. Had no like, idea we were both there. I haven't seen you in so long. Honestly. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is so fucking funny. <laughs> but it did. It felt so good mm, to be out. And like, I had gnocchi. We had wine. I had the gnocchi. I, had the, <laughs> I mean, the gnocchi was bomb. Me and Justin tried to make gnocchi healthy. So good. It was trash. Yeah. It made me fucking puke. Yeah. The gnocchi was but, so but, good. I got home. I was like, wow. It was, dude, <laughs> I just love the little pillows. They're like little delicious potato pillows. Oh. So delicious. So good. But yeah, we are total losers, but we are so glad you're here. Almost 30, you know, we're here for your evolution. We talk about health, wellness, spirituality, all of the things. We have episodes Tuesday, Thursday. We do an interview Tuesday and then we do a solo episode Thursday, whether it's Lindsay or I or us together, keeping it casual and cool. Yeah. This one is a good one today. I'm so excited. Lo Bosworth is one of our new best friends. Truly. And I don't take that lightly. She is just a really, she's a girl's girl. And like, 100. I didn't grow up with necessarily feeling like I wanted to be around girls, girls at, for, you know, a lot of traumatic reasons. And she's just one of those people that I met. I'm like, oh, this is like a healing moment. Yes. Cause I can, I realize that there are really women out there that just support one another. And she's so down to earth and, and real. And you know her from the hills and Laguna Beach, but she is a CEO and mogul now. Yes. Yeah. Such a baller. I mean, just taking everything she's done and really making it such a thoughtful business, like they're just doing so well. But I love that we also talk about mental health so much with yeah. her. And in this episode, we'll talk um, a lot about that. Just like her journey with mental health, her honesty about that has been so powerful. And I was even talking to our community on Instagram or my community on Instagram about mental health. And I was just like, how is everyone feeling? And so I asked everyone that, in my community, mm-hmm. how everyone's feeling. And the answers were like fucking heartbreaking. It was like feeling the energy hard, zero energy, tired mm-hmm. and wired, strange and confused. I feel like I've had an emotional fever for a week, negative energy, restless sleep, depleted, ambivalent, hopeful, grieving, and just trying to stay busy, overwhelmed, exhausted mediocre, worried, but anxious, all these things. And it was just so profound. And I shared a lot of the responses just because I don't want people to feel so alone right now Mm -hmm. with how hard it is that we're living in this new world where nothing is the same. Nothing is as it is. Nothing is normal. And there's just a lot that people are going through. There's a lot of ascension symptoms too, you know, as we ascend, as we move uh, as a collective. And um, yeah, I just wanted to really honor that, you know, anyone that's feeling 
hopeless, that's feeling sad, that's feeling lonely, that's feeling overwhelmed or anxious, like you are not alone. This is a very trying time and whatever you're feeling is okay. And what's beautiful about now is that you can really take the time to go in and really feel the feelings. Yeah. And I think that's the most important part. I think so much of what like the old normal or the old world or 3D is like focused on is like kind of getting out of that feeling so that you don't fully feel it and you don't fully heal. So the avoidance. Yeah. The avoidance is just, is so detrimental, but we really haven't felt the benefits of actually feeling the feeling. So I think this is just a really important time. Like if you're feeling tired and low, like rest, Mm -hmm. sleep, don't feel like you have to like fix yourself. And I know we live in a world where there's like there are solutions to your problems at the ready and wanting to be sold to you. But just, you know, I think it's important, you know, especially you sharing that it's like knowing that you aren't alone is such a big part of feeling just a little bit better, yeah. you know, and feeling okay with with moving through it at the pace that you're meant to move through it. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, I've been so, you know, I've had, if I can think about just in my consciousness, like three very of the hardest times in my life. And this is, this period in this month has been one of those three hardest times. And I was like, oh, I don't want to share anything on social media because I don't feel motivated. I don't feel inspired. And I was like, oh, that's really a disservice to my community and myself if I'm only sharing about when I'm feeling happy. And then I'm not sharing about when I'm actually feeling anxious or low or depressed. And so I've been pushing myself to share more about that experience. And I don't want to perpetuate the feelings of any negative feelings. I don't want to make it a negative thing, but I just want to be truthful and honest so that I'm sharing the the range of emotions that I feel. And so it was really powerful to see, you know, other people just really going through it too and, and not feel alone. So it's one of the reasons why we love Lo, because she's so honest about it. And in our episode that we did on her show, we had so much fun, but we were also super real. And in this conversation, which we recorded in New York when we were there in March, we had such a good time. We got so honest about everything. We talked about building a business. We talked about so much. And we know you guys are going to really love this conversation. Yeah. And she's the founder of Love Wellness, by the way. We're doing a giveaway on our Instagram. So check that post out. She's giving away a really cool kit. But yeah, I think this is the type of influence that I really just respect so, so much. So thank you to Lo. We actually will have a highlight video from our interview with Lo on YouTube as well. So check that out. Thanks so much, Tommy Kramer for that. Yeah. So before we get into the episode... Again, we have our merch. It's available shopalmost30.com. This line is sustainable. It took us a long time to to really come to the right designer, the right production process. Danny of Daisy LA has it on lock. She's so conscious, um, sustainable in how she produces her apparel. And so we knew that we had to work with her. So this line is inspired by you all. It's comfortable. It's cool, fashionable, unique. I love it. I love it too. It's the best. And the packaging is eco-friendly. Thanks to No Issue. If you guys are out there and wanting to package things and worried about whether it's compostable um, and good for the planet, head to No Issue. They're amazing. You can use our code NOISSUEX, almost 30 for 10% off. And then we have a workshop. So workshops on anxiety, you know, energy healing, human design, all those things at shopalmost30.com. You can get downloadables, Journal prompts, everything, you know, to help you along your evolution is available at shop almost 30. And yeah, 
Like that's it. I think that's it. Uh, all right. I'm everyone. at it's Chris on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Simsek. You can follow almost 30 at, at almost three zero podcast. We have an almost 30 nation Instagram, almost 30 nation. And uh, low is low Bosworth on Instagram. So enjoy this one and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. We'll see you soon. We love you. I'm on the 11th floor of my building and it's a pre-war building. So all the windows are really old and the wind whips around that corner. Does it keep you up at night? Yeah. That was scary. That was me last night. I was like, <laughs> this is it. staying with my boyfriend. I was like, is this normal? Yeah. Have you held any ghosts? Um, it's above for, a funeral home. Yeah. The first night I had some interesting like feelings during the night. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just like interesting feelings where I Wait, was like- Wait, your boyfriend lives above a funeral home? It's, you know, it's like West Village vibes of I know, like, I get it. But I see those up. apartments above the funeral homes. Yeah. And I just think to myself, I would never- Would you believe it? Do you believe and in ghosts? I don't know, but yeah. I would just not. No, I don't want to do it. that. Yeah. I don't understand because he's very sensitive. And he's mm. like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I've, I've felt like felt presence things. in my- apartment i'm like what do you mean why are you moving <gasps> dude that's like guys they're kind of like yeah there's there's things here yeah. i just don't do it <laughs> like, totally. i can't fucking hang it all yeah. but we are so glad you're here <laughs> we are we are shoe twins by the way i know oh my God. weird casual i know we should have icons we are true Tip, icons wearing leopard pointy animal, animal prints tapping, <laughs> tapping your little toes um been such a long time coming we're mm-hmm. so glad to have you me too yeah. thanks and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know you um, and have known and followed you from your time on the hills in Laguna Beach and just kind of seeing you grow up. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine like how exciting and difficult that must have been at that age. <laughs> yeah, honestly. You know, just being in the yeah. spotlight and also around the time that like tr- like blogs were out that they were like shit talking people like Perez Hilton and all those people. Yes. And so like, I guess I'd love to start there. You know, mm-hmm. um, we don't have to talk about the hills and the good beach. It's more just oh, about can. like when you were, <laughs> your experience. <laughs> we can talk about your experience, you, you know, want. like I'm sure yes. it's so formative. Yeah. Wow. TBT. You know... <laughs> When everybody knows who you are and it makes you really uncomfortable, you really second guess all of your decisions in your whole life. 100%. (laughs) Totally. So I was in high school, right? And MTV came to Laguna and I was 15 or 16, truly at the time when they were like, hey, we want to do this show. And That's younger than I thought. Which is fucked up. Yeah, really young. And so a group of us agreed to do it without having any idea what it was going to be, right? because there was sort of no precedent and no uh, like reference point. And it came out and it was immediately popular. And it was my first week away at college when it debuted. And so my first couple days in my dorm, I was normal. And then I was not normal all of a sudden. And kids would like prank me and do like terrible things and yell at me and I walked down the street. No way. So initially that was like the first uh, taste of notoriety. Oh, babe. I was like, yeah. would you go to USC? I went to UCLA, but I UCLA. started at UC Santa Barbara. Okay. Cool. So I ended up transferring to UCLA. And yeah, very formative years, right? And I think my experience those first few years taught me a lot about human nature and jealousy and uh, being very careful when you sort of go out into the world and, and make relationships. And um, I'm less careful now, but I think it's, I just sort of operate from a different baseline than most Mm. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were you making friends in college then after it debuted? Was that weird? Like it was weird for sure. I joined a sorority, which was really helpful. 
I'm a Kappa Kappa Gamma for any of. Wait, I'm a I'm a Delta Gamma, not Kappa Gamma. <laughs> I got my friends too. I'm a nothing. <laughs> I'm a KKG sisters within the bond. If I have any Kappas listening, <laughs> I'm sure you do. All Watch the Kappas, turn it up, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but joining a sorority was helpful, and so I sort of had a group of girls that had to be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had to take honestly, me in. they were forced. We took bonds. <laughs> But, you know, co- college in and of itself was very unique because I will say I loved high school. I was one of those people that like loved high school. College was just a totally different experience for me socially. And that was um, shocking because everybody loves college, you know, or 99% mm. of the population loves college. But for me, all of a sudden, just everybody knew who I was and everybody was drunk all the time. And they were 20 years old. And you know what drunk 20 year olds do. <laughs> 100%. They just harass you constantly. But then I graduated and I moved to New York in 2012. So I've been here for a really long time. And I think part of me was just really trying to escape LA and the show and everything. And I just moved here to kind of create a new life and identity for myself. And it's been a very exper- interesting experience living here for eight years. Um, I have a really wonderful group of friends. Some people are from California. Some people are from New York. Um, it's a really interesting kind of mishmash at this point. And I've just been working really hard. You know what I mean? I think, let me back up a little bit. Before I started Love Wellness in 2016, I was creating a lot of content. I had the Lady Loving podcast, which we talked about. I was creating a lot of like food and wellness content on the lowdown. The lowdown. So good. And it was great, but it felt very unstable. For me, it's really hard to not know where like your next paycheck is coming from and can I pay my rent and what is my life going to look like a year from now? I did not like living in that way. And I really always had, because even when I was on TV, it was like, what's your next job? And so I made the decision about when I was like 26 that I just needed to make some pretty dramatic changes in my life. And I was looking just for more day-to-day stability. It's actually really nice to wake up and know what you're doing in the morning instead of trying to be like, okay, well, like I have one meeting at one o'clock and then I'm going to make a YouTube video and you know, that's it for the day. And I really struggled under that sort of scenario, you know, and people see all of these influencers and, and, and people creating content and they think you have like such a great life. And yes, you do have a lot of freedom, but there's a lot of danger in that freedom, I would say. You're like selling the life. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just difficult when everybody goes to work all day and you do not. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, and it's also too, I bet in that space, it's like you make, you can make a video that afternoon or not. Yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. it's like no one yeah, fucking knows. Unless it's like hard. a brand deal, totally. You know that you have to do by a timeline. It's like I should make a video, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. You know, you like don't have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I just sort of got disenchanted with the idea that I was the brand, and it was about me. It just makes me uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I yes. I, I I have a really interesting platform and audience, and so I could do stuff, and it would do well. But I think it kind of goes back to this same feeling that I always felt ever since I I was on TV. It was like, I don't want you to be interested in me per se. Like, I feel like I have a lot to create and give to the world. And I want you to be interested in what I'm doing instead of in me as in a person. Mm -hmm. It just makes me uncomfortable. Totally. You know, like I just makes me, it's hard for me to describe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would rather do something cool 
and be recognized for that. And so I think that's part of why I started Love Wellness and have been working really hard to make that be sort of my story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it is hard because every yeah. interview I do, they're like, so let's talk about the I know. I was like, I, And it's fine. I, I'm happy to because, yeah. you know, it has really turned me into the person that I am today. And yeah. I think I'm a really good operator of the business because of all of those experiences. I'm really careful. And I think that uh, being in the women's wellness category, it's sort of, it's like a hot space right now, but cancel culture is also really real. And like, how do you formulate your products and who are your customers and are your reviews real and all this stuff, you know? And so I think having the background that I do and being really careful enables me to mm. carry the message of the brand forward in a really responsible way. Um, and really think through all of the potential like pitfalls and traps and things like that. Because even if you have really good intentions for what you're doing with your business or your content or whatever, people can still find ways to pick everything apart. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everything that we do is, is really authentic. And I, again, I just try to be careful. It's like well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and know. the messaging is very in line with the way culture is of inclusivity and awareness and like well yeah I think you know being in New York for so long has definitely helped me see the world in a very different way kind of outside of the bubble in which Mm. I grew up and for us you know from a messaging perspective we we talk about community a lot and the community that we're building at Love Wellness which is different from a lot of CPG brands most companies that make product just sell product and For us, community has equal, if not greater importance to Love Wellness than the products themselves. Because when I started the brand back in 2016, there was nowhere on the internet that you could go and have a collective conversation with women that was really positive about your body, where you could ask questions and just try to figure it out. I mean, still to this day, you type something about your body into Google and you are getting random ass answers. And, you know, there's just no good single source of source of truth out there for women. And so I think that what we're trying to do with community at Love Wellness is to create an environment where you can educate yourself, get really good information, et cetera, et cetera. Because I would say when it comes to women's health and wellness, you don't know what you don't know. And like, it's nobody's fault. It's just like, we aren't taught the basic biology about our bodies and what things really work with women's biologies and you know what things don't and the things that have been available for women for a really long time that you know have weird chemicals in them and don't actually like support you and in, in a really like body positive and and safe way and so our community is really about sort of filling the gaps and creating a safe space where you can relearn and reframe your perspective on like who you are and how you want to take care of your body. Because I started the company when I was in a really down moment. I had really bad vitamin deficiencies. I was sick. I was at the OBGYN all the time. I was depressed and anxious. And I just thought, I'm just going to keep going to the doctor until we figure this out. And they eventually found the root cause, which was these vitamin deficiencies. But throughout through that blood process, testing or? yeah, through blood testing, okay. but it took like 18 months to like figure that out. Did you get on depression or anxiety medications? Um, for a while I did. Okay. Um, they didn't end up working for me really well. Yeah. And um, I guess, you know, the point of the story is that, you know, I, I tried all different kinds of drugs and I was at the drugstore all the time and sort of like buying these products from legacy brands in an effort to feel better. And it really wasn't until my doctors pointed me in the direction of sort of some like alternative therapies 
And by that, I mean um, products that are more naturally derived. That's really when I got better. And so I was kind of in the system of Western medicine where you go to the doctor and they kind of treat your symptoms instead of the root cause. And I realized that for me, that was sort of just a vicious cycle. And I had to be willing to educate myself on what I really should be doing differently in order to change these sort of like low-grade chronic symptoms that I was experiencing. And by being willing to change my perspective is when I got better and I really learned a lot about feminine health and that category. And um, I really came to the realization that there had been no innovation in the category in a really long time, like ever. You know what I mean? And I just saw a huge opportunity to create a modern body positive brand for women that kind of could do it all, right? Because in 2016, we started just with personal care products that were really innovative, women's probiotics. Um, We have a product, The Killer, which is boric acid suppositories, which, you know, OBGYNs have been prescribing that for women for a really long time, for decades, but you would have to take that prescription like to a pharmacy and get it compounded, like get it actually made. It was really expensive and like, you know, time prohibitive, et cetera. We make cleansers for women that want to use cleansers that like actually work with women's biologies instead of being formulated with crazy chemicals that like kill all of your good bacteria and your vaginal microbiome. Like the list goes on and on. We saw really great initial success with those products. It was like women were coming to the brand and having this aha moment, the same aha moment that I had when my doctors finally pointed me in that direction of like, why are you using these products? You should be using these kinds of products. And so, you know, women were having that aha moment and I sort of saw a bigger opportunity to kind of expand on what we were doing and develop different products to create more of a total body care company. And ever since that expansion, it has really taken off um, because you can come to Love Wellness and find solutions for many things now, but sort of our root of, you know, let's change the status quo for women and our health and what that means continues to drive us forward in a really positive way. You mentioned the symptoms of, you know, when you were going through that really low time, like Mm -hmm. what specifically were you feeling physically, mentally, emotionally? Sure. So I had lots of just mysterious, vague low-grade symptoms. And typically when you go to your doctor for those things, they just tell you, you're stressed, you know, you're tired, you need to like eat better and change your lifestyle and exercise more. And all those things are very true. But, you know, I was experiencing like depression and I had never been depressed before, but it was like overwhelming. It was like, I just couldn't do anything. And my anxiety was like so crippling. And I've always had a little bit of anxiety, but it started to manifest itself physically at this point in my life. So I would just get the rush of adrenaline and it would just sit there all day long. I couldn't do anything about it. And my mind was just racing the whole time. I was dizzy really often. And sometimes it was vertigo. And sometimes it was just this weird dizziness where I like would you know, be going into my building and opening the door and sort of like the world would like be off kilter for a second. My face would tingle, which hmm. is really weird. Wow. Oh my gosh, my friend, we were just talking about anxiety <laughs> last night. She's like, my feet always tingle. Yeah. Huh. So funny. I went to the ER once because I called the doctor and they were like, I think you're having a stroke. You need to go to the ER. And I wow. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> just anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Um, you're like, and, no results, thanks. Yeah. And I kept getting yeast infections because my gut health was like totally out of whack. Part of the things I was experiencing also was like 
weird, what is it called when you have like stomach acid? Like I was having like weird stomach pains. And so I like, I took all these like antacids and antibiotics and all this stuff, which really can ruin your gut health and contribute to a lot of like feminine health issues. And I was just in this terrible cycle of, you know, antibiotics, painkillers, you know, over-the-counter stuff. And there's a lot of research that is available now that is really fascinating that says that taking all of those things can really contribute to the decline of your gut health and your microbiome and your digestive system, which is the home of your immune system. You know, there's a gut-brain connection. There's a gut-vagina connection. Like, it really runs the show. (laughs) So for me, kind of the first step was my doctor's kind of cluing into the fact that my digestive health was really out of whack. And that was also contributing to my vitamin deficiencies, right? Kind of put all the pieces of the puzzle together once they understood that that was sort of like the root issue of what was happening. Were you unable to absorb vitamins? Yeah. Because, okay. Yeah. So fixing my gut health was kind of like priority number one. And I've, you know, one of my doctors suggested and there were very, very few probiotics being made like this back in like 2015. But, you know, it was like, get a probiotic that is specific for women's health. So it has different strains of bacteria in it than like a typical probiotic just for digestion. And you're starting to see more probiotics like this now, like probiotics for skin, for acne, for your hair, like all different kinds of stuff. And so incorporating a probiotic that was specific for women's health really was kind of step one in terms of how I started to like turn everything around. From there, I started using boric acid suppositories that my doctor told me about. And they're like, like, holy crap, life changing. (laughs) What is that? that? I actually don't know. Oh, so basically sort of as an alternative to like a monostat or like a diflucan, you can use a boric acid suppository and it's they like really work wonders for like balancing vaginal yeast, bacteria, all of this stuff. Like I think that product on our website has over like a thousand five-star reviews. It's wildly popular, but it's like a really old school sort of method approaching women's health. We have amazing doctors on our wellness advisory board. And when they learn that we are making that product, they're always like so stoked. They're like, wow, you guys make that? That's like very old school and very cool. And so... I started to use those products and I just realized like, oh my gosh, like more women should know about this and have access to this kind of stuff. Literally just like changing uh, your like day-to-day habits from in like really small ways can have like overwhelming benefits to your health. And then, you know, there's so much stuff that is common knowledge about how to take care of your body as a woman, but like don't use cleansers, you know, with fragrance, don't use, you know, X, Y, Z. There's like tons of good information out there, but like if you don't really understand your biology and how those things interact with your body, you can continue to make bad decisions because you just like don't get it. So like vaginal pH is acidic and it's acidic because that basically prevents irritation, infection, et cetera. If you just think about it, like in a test tube, like if it's something's acidic, like it's not going to allow bad guys to grow in like a nutshell, right? And um, the bacteria in your microbiome and your vaginal microbiome create that acidic pH balance. And so having like a plethora of good bacteria is really important um, because they contribute to that acidic pH. And so when your bacteria levels are low or you're using a product that's really basic on the pH scale and killing off your really good bacteria, then you become much more susceptible to all of these like infections and irritations. And so there's tons of products on the market from all these legacy brands and all kinds of brands that really do not contribute to your 
feminine health because basically they just like kill all of your good bacteria. So in a nutshell, our products contribute to the support of that environment. And so, you know, if you want to use a cleanser instead of water, like you can do that. And oh, by the way, let's talk about cleansers. Like everyone's yeah, like, you should only use water down there. That's Doctors what I, are talking about your like yeah. internal organ, like your vagina, like inside your body. Like, yes, don't ever fucking put soap in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that's like that's a crazy. thing with there, the feminine care conversation that yeah. our community is very adamant about mm-hmm. is that we don't need to cleanse because if you're healthy and you have a good pH balance down there, would you say that you would need to cleanse? So cleansers are really for like your external genitalia and external cleansing alone. And that is like a huge piece of information that is missing from the conversation. Mm. Like do not put anything in your vagina besides water. <laughs> like coming from this place where I've been running this business for five years, it's so basic to me because I have had this information for a really long time, but just saying that like, if you're going to use a natural cleanser that's made for that part of your body, it's for external cleansing only. And we make that clear on the website and on our packaging. But for some women, like just using soap alone, like is not good enough for them. You know, like they don't feel confident, like you're used to using a soap for all these different parts of your body. So they like want to use a soap, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, So it would protect their pH. Yeah, basically yeah. this is a soap that like allows you to practice personal hygiene, but simultaneously it keeps you safe from, you know, killing off of your good bacteria. It's pH balanced to match that part of your body. So like if you want to use a soap for down there, like cool, do it. Like we have a product that supports you yeah. in doing that. I sort of think about it as the same way as like soap for your face. Yeah. You know, like your if you want <laughs> yeah, if you like, if you want to wash your face, you're probably not going to use bar soap. Yes, and the skin in like the private parts of your body is so sensitive, is so thin. So if you want to be using some kind of soap, just pick one that is formulated specifically for that type of the bo- for that part of the body, and from a brand that understands women's wellness like yes. you, like all these legacy brands like their washes are like horrific yeah and they're like 5.99 do you know what's in that shit? Yeah. yeah bad stuff yeah and it's, it's like trash. full of fragrance it's trash it's fully trash and i think that that is also part of why for so long doctors like just use water down there because they don't want to encourage you to go out and like buy summer's eve because it's bad for you yeah, yeah. you know what i mean 100 percent. so i just want to like i want to track your the depression anxiety part with your health so it was like you took antibiotics Mm -hmm. which fucked up your gut health Mm -hmm. which is has the connection to your brain which Mm -hmm. has the connection to the microbiome or like your vaginal all of it biome biome Mm -hmm. and so it was like messing all of that it wasn't allowing you to absorb nutrients either and then you were getting yeast infections and that was causing your depression so balancing everything was helped you feel happier and then get less yeast infections. Well, I, it's more complicated yeah. than that. I wasn't depressed because I was getting yeast infections. Yeah, that's how I was like, well, it wasn't giving you yeast infections, but the, it I was, was like, affecting everything your, was like out of whack. Basically, the, the, the vitamin deficiencies were really contributing to the mental health issues that I was facing. So I had really severe vitamin B and D deficiencies. Got and it. vitamin B affects you neurologically. I had that too. I've, yeah. It's really challenging. Yeah. And and 
my experience with those things was very physical in addition to it being like mental and emotional. But when I say like the anxiety was just like run through my body, the same thing with the depression. Like I could, I sort I always talk about it. Like if you have a glass of water and you keep putting water in it until it starts to spill over, that was the feeling that I had in my body mm. when it comes to like the mental health stuff. It was like, I could not control it. And it felt to me like it was manifesting itself mm. physically. Mm. Like something was going on. There was an underlying reason why I was not well throughout my entire body. Yep. And I think it's because of the gut health issues and because of these vitamin deficiencies. And once I was able to address both of those things, I got better, but mm-hmm. it did take a really long time. Like it was not like, oh, you know, I was on some program for a week or a month. I took one bottle of probiotics and I was better. No, it took a really long time and it did take significant changes in my lifestyle. And this is something that we talk about too. When you go to the doctor and they literally prescribe to you to sleep more, eat better, drink more water, they are serious. And very few people actually do those things Mm -hmm. when your doctor tells you to, but you will be um, amazed if you actually start to make those small changes at how much better you feel. Like I'll take, I'll give you another example. Because I had a really weird 2019. I had mono last year, and I had a really oh, wow. bad concussion. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. so you're so in March of 2019, I was at a party, and at, um, I was at a you know like the swinging kitchen doors at a restaurant. Yeah, one of them came off a hinge, its hinge, and fell on my head. <laughs> So oh I shouldn't be laughing, but like it was so bad. So you I went sued to the for ER. I actually didn't. I didn't, I didn't sue them. I was like, so, you missed your chance, babe. <laughs> I was so busy with work that I just like I couldn't forgot um, to sue. I forgot to oh, sue. The man. concussion made me forget to sue. So I was fucked up. I went to the ER. My like face was black and blue, and I had a really bad concussion. And I'm just kind of starting to feel better a year oh, later. Wow. You know, I really was having a difficult time, like with my like cognitive thinking and memory. Like I couldn't get words to come out right. I couldn't remember what I had eaten for breakfast. It was like very spooky. And then on top of it, I got mono. <laughs> Oh my like, who are you kissing? <laughs> well, my ex-boyfriend at the there time also go. had mono. We there both had go. mono. It was so sad. We would just lay in bed on the weekends and be like, I'm so tired. Oh. Um, but he- here's the point I'm trying to make. In January of this year, I started exercising again because I had enough energy. I was really making an effort to eat really well, which you would do at the beginning of the year. And I feel better and happier than I have in a really long time. And I know it's because I've made those tweaks Mm -hmm. to my lifestyle. So if your doctor tells you to do that stuff, do it. Yeah. People like dismiss it, I think in a lot of times. And I think it's getting specific information so that they can apply it rather than just like clean up your diet, exercise more. It's like, okay, what does that look like? Yeah. So what, you know, what diet changes have you made? Mm -hmm. And even just workouts, like we talk a lot about like the value of recovery and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to workouts, I work out less than I used to when mm-hmm. I would work out a lot. I work out three days a week now, maybe four if I feel really good, but I don't do a fourth day just because I feel like I need to be skinny. You know what I mean? I only do it if I have energy and I want to actually do it. Um, so I do SLT mostly. I which did is, it this morning. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yes, honey. Um, which is- We are uh, fit queens. Yeah, which is a cardio <laughs> Pilates studio in Manhattan, but it's basically the Legree method. And yeah. so there's like lots of studios nationwide. It's like a very intense version of Pilates on this um, modified reformer. And 
it's a 50 minute class and it's all about like isometric holds and it's, you know, hard. it's basically like burning out your muscles, you know, in different parts of your body. And so for me, just, you know, going to like spin class for an hour or like, yeah, is like good, but I feel that my body responds better to these more sort of like muscle based workouts. I don't know what to call them, strength, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. strength training based workouts. Totally. And so the slow twitch muscle fibers too. Yeah, oh yeah, that slow twitch muscle fibers. So I actually can work out less because this is just a program that works for me. And I will say that people in the fitness space like Melissa Wood, for example, have had this conversation where it's like, it's okay to work out for just 10 minutes. Like you're still getting benefits. It's okay to do like slow exercise that like feels good for your body, you know? And so I've sort of tuned into that kind of thinking when it comes to workouts um, since the beginning of the year. And I will say that like, I look better than I did three years ago when I was like, literally killing myself and spin class five days a week. My diet has changed dramatically ever since I went to culinary school a few years ago. I learned a ton about nutrition and just how to prepare food in really healthy, delicious ways at that point. And I've always been a healthy eater and I've always secretly wanted to be a farmer. And so like, I like love vegetables and like <laughs> eating locally. And organic. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. We should open up the episode. Like I've wanted to secretly be a farmer. I'm obsessed. I love it. <laughs> Truly. That's so amazing. I believe you. That's amazing. Um, so for me, making the decision to try to eat local seasonal produce that is organic when you can find it is really important. I've really tried to cut like preservative pesticides, et cetera, out of my diet. Um, responsibly sourced animal protein because you're like pumping your body through like with antibiotics if the mm -hmm. animal has eaten those antibiotics. So I've just really tried to clean up my diet. Like I try to avoid gluten as best I can. I did an elimination diet last year where I like tested gluten, dairy, and eggs. And I was fine with the dairy and the eggs, but the gluten fucked me up. Wow. It was crazy. And so- You if, did one at a time? Yes. Okay. You, you eliminate all mm -hmm. for like a month. I can't remember how, how long exactly. Okay. And then you reintroduce the things one at a time. And when you eliminate them all, if you have a sensitivity, basically when you reintroduce the thing into your diet, then your body like freaks out if you have a problem. Because like, let's say you have a gluten issue and you're not celiac, but you've eaten gluten, you know, five days a week, every single day of your life, your response is going to be a lower grade response because your body is used to the irritant. But when you cut it out, for a period of time and then you reintroduce it, your body has a very intense response to it because um, it hasn't been exposed to it in a while. So that's what happened with me and my gluten. <laughs> I like had such bad brain fog. I was gonna say the remember brain fog. words. It was awful. Mm. It was dizzy. It was really bad. And the bloating, just remarkable bloating. So trust me, I still eat like a slice of Joe's pizza when I am drunk, but I really try to avoid gluten and I feel a lot better because of it. And my body looks totally different. Mm. So I would say that doing some kind of elimination diet is a really interesting practice. And really when it comes to food and nutrition, you have to be willing to do experiments on yourself because no blood test or like allergy prick test is really going to tell you if you have a problem with something. Like the research says that all of those tests are kind of unreliable. And so you really have to be willing to do one of these elimination diets to, just to see for yourself if you like actually have a problem. And so it's a couple weeks of your life, but the information that you're going to get from that practice could potentially 
change your life forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you have a sensitivity to a certain type of food and you never figure it out, it's going to contribute to sickness, to these like low grade mystery symptoms that I've been talking about. You're just not going to be optimized. I want to talk about, you know, with your brand and your business and then your evolution growing up in the public spotlight, doing Mm -hmm. Lady Lovin', being on a show that was like, you know, you had friendships and relationships and it was kind of, was like a drama situation that was like formulated. Your relationship with women. I have great relationships with women. Yeah, like how have you been able to like (laughs) cultivate (laughs) trust and like a deep appreciation and what does supporting women mean to you? I've always really been a girl's girl. I've always had a really close group of female friends ever since I was little. Mm. You know, my friend Jill, we've been best friends since we were like seven. I love that. (laughs) For me, I've just been able to communicate more effectively with women and sort of like tap into our shared experiences and souls in a really meaningful way. And I think I've always really made an effort to be a good friend to like my sister, my mom, my friends, people in my community. And I think... You know, you you saw this on the hills, but I I specifically never wanted to like throw my personal relationships on TV or whatever. I was always like, I'm comfortable being the one that's going to like ask you questions about your relationship because I just, I was always, and you guys probably sense this from this interview. I just always had some like reservations and hesitations around what I was doing, but I did it anyway. And like, I don't really know why, but I just did. I really am interested in sort of like getting to know you and like, what what do you what's going on in your life right now and sort of like being willing and wanting to develop intimate relationships with like women in my community because I don't like to be alone like nobody likes to be alone I'm a pack animal right <laughs> I'm a pack animal of like lady friends <laughs> yeah and so for me I think starting love wellness and be able being able to help to cultivate those conversations with women has come really naturally to me it's just what I'm good at and I think all women are good at it to be honest with you, it's not like I have some special talent or skill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if all women are good at it. Well, I would say many, you know, like many yeah. women are good at creating and cultivating these yeah. female relationships where you can just be open and honest and straightforward with one another and create this like really supportive community around you. And that's what we're trying to do at, at Love Wellness, I would say. And it's working because I think that from the beginning, I just wanted it to feel authentic from a marketing perspective and from like a voice perspective. Like that is the message that we're trying to put out into the world. You know, I see a lot of brands in the women's wellness space really leaning hard into like super overt feminism and it feels disingenuous. And so, and then you have the old school brands that are like low key Mm anti-feminist, right? And so we're just trying to have real normal conversations with women you know if you do not want to like shout about your vagina from the rooftop like we don't make you do that you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Um, we just want you to feel good about feeling good that's the point of love wellness right because if you have some kind of problem and you are literally too embarrassed about your problem to take care of it like that is like at the crux of what we're trying to fix right it's a it's truly just empowering you with good education so that you feel comfortable handling whatever it is that you want to handle right I still like double bag tampons at CVS when I walk down the street because I don't want any 
even this season. Like, <laughs> what? No, with tampons. You know what I mean? And I think it's just encouraging women to understand that there is a brand out there that sees you and that understands your experience. And we're just here to support you in whatever way you want to be supported. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say about the women supporting women thing. I think women just don't have the tools or like the ability to necessarily heal what might be holding them back Mm -hmm. from really connecting in a way. For me, like there was like a trauma point in my life where I was like, ugh, I can't trust women, mm. right? And now I'm I'm having like a beautiful full circle moment with almost thirty and sure. healing and all of that, all of that. So I just think like it's okay to be feeling if women are out there listening and they're like, I don't, I don't know, like I just don't trust women. Mm. It is just a, a, I think a call, you know, a, a point at which you can really dig in because it yeah. is so rewarding. You know what I mean? Like that one relationship that kind of scarred you shouldn't define and control all of your other relationships, but. Yeah. And I I respect, like, I I actually, I really love to have, you know, and know people like you who have always, like, really nurtured her female friendships and, like, held that so close to her her heart because that hasn't always been me. So it's, like, really nice to kind of, like, see that as an example so I can, like, embody that. I know. I... I talk to a lot of our, you know, customers and stuff mm-hmm. and I do lots of like podcasts and media things and I hear that sometimes from women, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, I've, I've had this bad experience, you know, my whole life through childhood, whatever it is, somebody wronged you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And regardless of like what the bad thing is, whether it's your relationship with women or like your relationship with your ex-boyfriend or like whatever, I would say that like the best way to move through those things is to lean into the fear and to lean into the vulnerability. And that's how you are able to process the things that define you in a Mm -hmm. negative way. Mm -hmm. I read a really interesting book called Letting Go uh, like a year ago. Okay, cool. I can't remember the author off the top of my head, but if you look for it, it has like a yellow cover and it's this idea of um, how to process the things that you are the most afraid of. And it's about allowing yourself to just sit in that emotion of fear about whatever it is without judgment for yourself and like let yourself get really upset and like really emotional. And the more times you like go through Mm. that practice, the more that it gets processed out of your body and allows you to move forward. Mm, it's very makes, interesting. Makes a lot of sense. It totally does. How do you lean into vulnerability in your life? I think I'm willing to do the things that I'm afraid of. And I think just that acknowledgement that it's those things that really are holding you back by sort of having that perspective on it, it allows you to kind of like game the system of your life to a certain degree. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, I'm really afraid of this thing, but I know that if I deal with a thing, then I'll get over it. So it's like that understanding and acknowledgement and then being willing to like do it bit by bit, Mm. even if it sucks for a little Mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. Because then it stops sucking. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like the processing of emotions. Um, Mm -hmm. Last question for me. I'm curious, like I've heard you speak to your relationship with Instagram before and I'm just kind of like wondering what the current one is, (laughs) you know, because we're all kind of like always figuring it out. And I just, I can imagine that there's some like, a hangover from putting yourself out there so early on in your life and then having like being made fun of and all, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, totally. You know, when you have like a depressingly low balance in your bank account and you don't want to log in to like see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
That's or like get on the scale. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't want to go. How? I don't want to post stuff on Instagram. Oh, I actually I know what that. you mean. I literally know. I literally know. <laughs> I said I was going to do a detox this week, and I realized I looked at my calendar. I was like, I can't. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, it's like a gift, and also just like it's a weird connection where it like brings so much joy and inspiration and all this stuff and then also yeah. can be a source of like blocking you and, and making you overthink yeah, and discomfort. All the I things. will say I like to consume other people's content for sure, but I just like don't want to put my own mm-hmm. stuff up. It just makes me uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. And now with Love Wellness the brand like lives on its own and speaks for itself and I think I could probably like never talk about it again and it would continue to really thrive and be successful and at that at some point I do kind of want to back away a little bit from um, being kind of the face of it because it's not about me you know what I mean like yes like I started the business and I operate it day to day but it's not about me it's about you it's about everybody else mm-hmm. you know and so I mean realistically will that day ever come I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I dream about. I dream about it will. like being invisible and just getting to do whatever I want. <laughs> I love you. I actually feel that really hard. Right? Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's like everybody is so exposed now. Yeah, and I've been exposed for so long. It's like I'm done, man. Totally, <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Yeah, I completely can seriously relate. Last question from me. Um, for you being an entrepreneur and like doing your business, what's really hard about what you do? Because I want people to understand like what happens behind the yeah. scenes because they could just see it and be like, oh, it's amazing. It's easy. Yeah. Well, I'll give you sort of like the short story. So I started the business by myself in my living room. I cold called manufacturers. I like had my doctors. They were like, make it like this, make it like this. And I built my own website. I like had a friend do the photography and I did it on my own for like a really long time, two years. And now we've been in business for four years. And I would just say that, know that it really takes so much time and energy and effort and money and like pain and tears and anxiety. I have stayed up so many nights because I've had all of these first time experiences of, I have to fire somebody. Oh my God, like this contract isn't working out. Oh my God, we need to go raise more money. Oh my God. Like there are things as the owner and operator that you have to worry about that nobody else in the business has to worry about. And it's really, really stressful. You, you like I, I sort of like carry a lot of the sort of like survival anxieties that any business owner would, you know what I mean? And so a lot of what I do every day is just thinking about like, okay, how do we keep this cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just say that on Instagram, everything looks easy, right? But it's because people only put the good stuff up there. But like, if you have been you know, tracking any brand or any person, you can see that it takes years and years and years to get to a place where people like acknowledge you publicly and sing your praises. It does not happen overnight and it is not easy. This business has been built brick by brick, woman by woman, order by order, review by review, and it takes time. And that's what I would say. Love that. Yeah. It takes time. 
people it are takes impatient. Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. This has been great. This is so thank fun. Thank you guys. Love I love with your you. little team. Yeah, your team is so sweet. Rizzy and Madeline over there. I love guys. them. <laughs> Where can our the audience best. connect with you, connect with Love Wellness? Sure. So you can get Love Wellness at lovewellness.com, on Amazon at Ulta, and uh, our Instagram handle is at Love Wellness. And I'm at Lo Bosworth, but don't follow me. I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> follow Love Wellness. There's way cooler stuff happening there. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks, this is so fun. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, Lo. Thank you to all of you for listening. You can follow Lo Bosworth at Lo Bosworth on Instagram and check out lovewellness.com. And you can check us out on YouTube. This video of Lo's interview is on YouTube right now. We would appreciate you subscribing and check out our shop, shopalmost30.com. We have our courses, downloadables, workshops, and merch. We love you. See you next time.